You're listening to Mind to Muscle. My name's Chantal. And I'm Meg. Whether you're tuning in from your bed, a walk on the treadmill, or your commute to work, we're so happy you're here. If you're back listening to us from our previous episode, or if it's your first time tuning in to Mind to Muscle, thank you, thank you, thank you. Episode four. I'm so excited. How amazing. I'm so like proud of us I'm so for getting proud of all the way too. here. It's flown by, but at the same time felt so long. It has in felt an amazing like, way. Yeah. Feels like we've been doing this forever, which I, I love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also at the same time, like we've only been doing it for two days. But I've loved every second of it and I'm so excited that we are here for episode four. And we're so excited for all of you sticking around and still being here during episode four. And we can't wait to like just share. What's coming? There's so many exciting things. There's so many great episodes we have brainstormed and ready to provide for you. And yeah, we're just so thankful for all of you. So thankful. So the title of episode four is Everyone Has Two Lives. And we came up with this title from a quote from a Chinese philosopher. And the quote is, everyone has two lives and the second starts when they realize they have just one. Which is, yeah, sounds very kind of hoodoo voodoo. Mm -hmm. I love this one so much. I actually remember the day so clearly that we discovered it. Meg saw it on Instagram and sent it over to me. And we were both like just honestly stunned. Which it's it sounds funny because we hear every day all all the time. Like you only get one life. Live it to your best potential. Yada, yada, yada. Like. You know, the list goes on with what everyone says and don't take things for granted. But when you hear it in a different perspective like that, it really just reminds you, you know, like you literally get one freaking life. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we doing? I remember sending that post to you on Instagram and it having hit me so hard in the chest when I heard it Mm -hmm. and sending it to you. I should have known that it was going to hit you the same because Mm -hmm. I feel like you have the same reaction to anything that I do. (laughs) But I was like, I don't know if Chantal is going to think this is as heavy as I do, but it just hit me like a brick wall. And I feel like we should talk a little bit more about what it means at a high level. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, if, if, Okay, first of all, I do want to start off by saying if you're coming into this episode, please, please, please have an open mind Mm -hmm. because hearing us talk about this sounds a little bit silly at first, sounds a little bit like, okay, yeah, I've heard this before, but then there's some of you where I'm sure you're probably sitting there being like, what do you mean everyone has two lives? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean? It, It makes no sense to me. I don't get it. You only get one life. I've only heard people tell me I only have one life. So please come listening to us today with an open mind and knowing that I don't want you to just like listen to that quote. I really, really like we both really want you to like internalize. Yeah. Internalize it. Take it in. Like think about it. Repeat it to yourself. And once you finally get it, like re-listen to the episode if you have to. Mm -hmm. Like, you know. Or I mean, even you could the the quote that I read just a few minutes ago is a very well-known quote. Like you could look this up yourself. And and read deeper into it as well. But like Chantal's saying, in order for this episode to mean something for you, you're going to need more of an understanding, more than just an understanding, I'm sorry, that there is only one life. Um, because obviously we all know that we only get to live once. But to really internalize what we're saying and not just hear it, but really listen to you'll take the most away from this if you You come into this very open-minded. Yeah. And like Meg and I were saying earlier too, not everyone gets to their second life. Mm -hmm. So if you're lucky enough to be someone that does know you get to your second life, like Meg and I, we're so very grateful that we we know we're there. I don't even think we've talked about the difference between the two yet. True. Yeah. We we might want to do that. (laughs) But yeah, once you know you're there, you know you're there. So I will give a little bit of a lowdown of like a few examples and Meg, you can pipe into whenever you want. But when you're living your first life, it's like very mediocrity. It's very like you're living the world like everyone else says you should. 
you know, like you're being so cautious of what you're doing or even posting on social media or you're just like not doing the things you want to do because you're so nervous of what people will think and what people will say and what people will talk about. Um, that's one small example. When you get to your second life, you truly do not care mm-hmm. what anyone thinks, says, or anything about what you're doing. You just know you're doing it because it truly makes you happy. You're not seeking that happiness for someone else. You're literally living it for yourself. So it's a very um, incredible feeling. It's really great to to get there. And I, I do believe, I don't know if you agree with me, Meg. I think you will. Everyone has the potential to get to their second life. Like everyone is capable of getting here. So if there's a handful of people that are listening being like, oh, well, I'm not like that and I can't do those things. And well, that's way too difficult. And whatever the excuse may be, but I'm sorry, they are excuses. And I truly believe that every one of you has the full potential to live that life that we're talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely everyone has the opportunity to unlock their second life. The way I look at it is very similar to what Chantel was saying, is your first life is kind of living for society. You are living the way that you think everyone else expects you to live. You're living within a comfort little a comfortable little bubble that doesn't force you to face any judgment or failure. Whereas your second life is realizing the difference between temporary happiness and true happiness. Finding the happiness that a second life to me is finding happiness in every single day. Stuff that lights your soul on fire, man. Like everyone knows what that is. mm -hmm. Like, okay. It's hard to say that because you know, I understand some people right now are at their lowest of lows and that's okay. But even when you're at your lowest of lows, there is something in the world, something that can bring you happiness. And even if it feels like it can't, look at the sunshine. Hmm. The sunshine can bring you happiness. And lows are inevitable. Whether you choose to suffer in them or to learn and to move on is completely Mm -hmm. up to you. And I think that's one of the biggest differences between leading your first life and leading your second life. But um and exactly what you said there Meg too and when you're when you're at a really low low we're not saying you can't feel your feelings and you can't be sad and you can't have a really bad day cuz guys we're human beings and we're going to have bad days. It's just what we do. Like we we're not perfect, but exactly what Meg was saying, you have to find the difference between dwelling on those bad days and those bad feelings or figuring out, okay, I had my day of being sad. I cried all day. I lumped on the couch. I did whatever I needed to do to to feel those feelings and accept them and appreciate them. But now I need to move forward. Mm-hmm. And now, Choosing not to suffer in that exactly. for days and days and days on end until whatever is whatever it is that's stressing you out has either gone or passed or whatever yeah. it is. It's choosing to find happiness in all of the small things and if you find happiness in all of the small things around you they add up to an ocean a hundred percent yeah if you find happiness in all of these little things it adds up to be everything and then it's just a a never-ending cycle of being truly happy truly feeling true happiness and not just temporary happiness that comes from doing something that gets gratification from somebody else or buying something that makes you feel really good temporarily while it's brand new and shiny. Mm -hmm. These things. So there's a few things I want to touch on while we're on this topic, which I just love. Okay. So Meg just stated two really incredible things about finding all the little positivities in your day. Love it. So Meg and I actually both read a book together and we learned to create our own positive journal. Yes. This book is Manifest by Roxy Nafusi. Yeah. We highly recommend <laughs> if you've never heard of it. It changed our lives. Yeah. We absolutely swear by it. We love it. We I walk around with it in my purse every single day. But it's a positivity journal that Meg and I have both practiced doing and it has been life changing, especially when we have bad days. So when you're having a bad day or even a hard day, you just write down every single little 
positive thing that's happening, whether that be someone let you in front of them in traffic, someone held a door for you, the weather cooperated for you to get to work, whatever the case may be, you will look at that journal after you're done writing in it and being like, damn, a lot of good stuff happened today compared to the negativity that went on. And I think the key to that is not being picky, not thinking, well, yeah, the sun came out today after it rained, but is that really like that good? And, yes. And yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. I beam every time the sun comes out and I'm just like, I appreciate it. I, I like thank the sun mm-hmm. for when it comes out because I get so excited because I realized how much that makes me happy. So I now know how much that is a positive impact in my life. And I don't care if that sounds silly. It's freaking makes me happy, man. I love the sun. I love the sun so much. Who doesn't? But it's about finding positivity in all of these little things that are surrounding you on a day-to-day basis to drown out the noise of the negativity that is inevitable that is going on around you. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that is so terrible that this thing happened at work today, but at least the sun was shining. Yeah. It's been raining the past three days and at least the sun came out today. Exactly. It's crazy because it can seem like such a little thing, but guys, I promise you it's so much bigger. It is life-changing if you can shift your mentality to find the good in everything that's around you. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing I wanted to touch on quickly before we move forward was when we were just chatting about the like temporary happiness compared to actual true happiness. I was chatting with my brother about this the other week because I did tell him that we were discussing doing this as an episode. I just wanted to kind of get his feedback on it and whatever else. And he's one of my favorite people in the whole entire world. So I really like appreciate and value his opinions. And he looked at me and he's just like shaking his head. He's a quiet, like laid back guy. So He's just like with a little smirk on his face, shaking his head. And I'm like, what? Do you think it's a good idea? Do you like this, like this episode idea? And I'm like, what do you think? And he's like, Chantel, everyone can get here. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's what we're saying. And he just like looks at me and he's like laughing. And he's like, it's when your goals become bigger than the temporary satisfaction of anything that your life changes. And I'm like holy shit that's so true and that's exactly what we're saying like if your goal is to and like literally anything right like let's just say get better with your nutrition I don't love talking about food too much but let's just say Mm -hmm. and like you're trying to really be on track and just like bang it out and do such a good job but all you want is like that batch of cookies that you just saw whatever right you go into work it's in the break room and it's just sitting there and it's so tempting it's so tempting like we all know this feeling but it's like if your goals are bigger than that it'll bug you for two seconds it'll be like ooh, those smell real good those look so good i'm not gonna touch them Mm -hmm. and you'll feel so damn good Mm -hmm. because your goals just all of a sudden became more important that nutrition that you're trying to kill and knock out of the park just became a little bit more important than that so yeah just a little example That kind of ties into a quote that I read earlier today, which is around this. It was not a quote. Sorry, it was from an article that I read about everyone having two lives. And it was talking about how in your first life, you sacrifice happiness by choosing the wrong option. Mm. So if happiness, quote unquote, to you is nailing your nutrition and fueling your body with foods that are so good for you, And you go into work and you see those cookies in the break room and they smell delicious and you love cookies. So you eat seven of them and you just feel terrible afterwards. Mm -hmm. You're sacrificing feeling good and feeling truly happy. This isn't everybody's goal, by the way. I love love cookies. Oh, I do too. This is just a – this is why sometimes it's hard for me to touch on nutrition. It was just an example. But yes. But even if it's like waking up – waking up to go to the gym is something that we talk about all the time. You are never not going to feel good after a workout, but if you sacrifice that feeling of feeling amazing when you're done your workout to sleep in, you are sacrificing true happiness by choosing the wrong option. Sometimes sleeping in is great. Sometimes it's what your body needs. You have to listen to your body. Yeah, truly. But we know when our body is exhausted and when we're being lazy. Exactly. And this all ties back onto if you guys have listened to our previous episodes of us talking about choosing your hard. Mm -hmm. Right? This is very 
same idea. Mm-hmm. It's all the same thing. It's just different ways to look yeah. at it. And one of these ways has to click for you. Mm-hmm. It, it will. <laughs> we are determined. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> if you keep listening, it has to be one of these things. It will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I feel like we should chat a little bit about like our personal experiences. Yeah, and put it into perspective so people can understand a little bit better what the difference between your first and second life is. Yeah. I, I love that. I can go first if you'd like. Please do. So I noticed really like my life changing and when I entered and unlocked to my second life, you could say, during COVID when my flip switch. So if you guys listened to our first episode, it was all about flipping your switch. And when that happened, that's when I really started moving into my second life. And what I mean by that is that's when I really realized like there was no room for excuses for me anymore. There was so many things that were non-negotiables, like so many things. And that I could just truly be myself. Like my first life was very much so me being so worried about what other people thought with everything I did. That goes with my career. There's so many things that like I put on the back burner or like took a step back on or held back from with my career, everything. There's so many times where I didn't post a photo of my boys on social media because I'm like, oh, someone might be annoyed by that. But now it's like, if I want to post a picture of my kids because I love them and I think that that was such a great, fun time we had, I'm going to do it and I don't care what anyone thinks. Um, my first life was very much, it was a whole different lifestyle, a full different lifestyle. And it, it's wild when I sit here and really think about it. And I'm sure you guys could do the same for yourselves. I now choose very wisely how to spend my time. And I choose very wisely of what I want in life and how to get there. I do a lot of habit working, a lot of like habit building, I should say. This is a full-blown practice for me. I don't want to sit here and say, I am now fully in my second life. I'm living the best life and the best version of me ever. And just be so confident saying that because... Like I've said before, I have been going through a terrible past six months. I have been going through a a lot. And still, like this past week has been terrible in so many ways. But I know now that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. If I was in my first life still, I I wouldn't know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And to be honest with you, I would, my habits in my first life was like, where's that bottle of wine? I want to get drunk. I don't care how, I don't want to feel anything. How do I get rid of these feelings? I would result to alcohol a lot and not saying like I needed it in my life all the time, but it it made me temporarily feel happy and it temporarily like got rid of any sad feelings or bad feelings. Keep that in mind. Sometimes it triggered it and made it worse. But then I would wake up the next morning and I'd feel hungover for like three days and I like my body does not agree with alcohol. Like I actually get violently ill when I'm hungover. So the fact that I continue to do that to myself makes me so sad because I know I wasn't in my second life then. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. It's it, really the difference of not allowing the negative to consume you. Totally. Totally. And I went through a lot of tough times in my first life too. But to think if I were to go through those times and if I could just carry them over to my second life, that would be amazing because it, it, it's wild how I handled myself and how I dealt with things back then compared to how I, I now know tools. We have so many tools and how I use them and what I put to use to not feel that way. But I mean, you probably wouldn't have picked up on all these tools or had them all had you not Mm, gone through all of that in your first life. That's true. That's true. And I won't touch on this one too long because it's a lot and it's kind of heavy. But during my first life, like actually almost 10 years ago, I lost one of my best friends to cancer and it was, oh God, like it was freaking terrible and it's still terrible. But the difference between then and now is he, mind you, his name's John and he is the most positive human being I have ever come across. So I have a lot of like, what do I want to say? Like comfort? Yeah. 
I have a lot of comfort in knowing that John did get to his second life very early in life. He was like, this guy was truly, he, when he got diagnosed with cancer, it was stage four, aggressive, very unknown cancer. So it was, it was very aggressive. And there wasn't a day where he was like sad. There wasn't a damn day. Like if my brother and I were sad about it, he would be like, why are you sad? Like, why are you sad for me? I'm good. I'm happy. Like, I'm living. He still got to go to the gym like most times. And he loved the gym. He loved moving his body. He always was an advocate for like, go move your body. It's so good for you. And here I am doing that now. But I now see like I'm now in my second life. Like I see so much of him in it. Mm -hmm. And you probably wondered at that time, how can you be so positive? How? Yeah. How? Like it was wild to me. And like, if you knew him, like he, he was hilarious. Like when he started losing his hair, he's like, oh my God, you can just start drawing my eyebrows on me and like, it'll look hilarious and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there sobbing. Like, what do you, what, why is this somehow finding the good in the funny or the positive in like a really shitty time. Mm -hmm. So, and that's when it's definitely not when my second life started when, when he got sick, but he really put a lot into perspective for me. And I I used to get very angry at anyone who would come up to me and like complain about a headache or just like complain about really silly things because um, John was a big advocate for saying like, if you have a dog, go walk them. If you have legs, go for a walk. Like he was very much like looking at the little tiny positives in the big picture. And I now can carry that on with me in my second life. And it's freaking amazing. Like it's so cool. So. Needless to say, all of that, I am, I know, Meg, you can agree with me on this. Like, I'm not just in my second life, like I was saying, living my best life, happy as can be, but it's a practice. And every single day, a layer unfolds. Every single day, I'm evolving. Every single day, I know we'll just get better. Yeah, so that's pretty much the gist of my side of the story for my first and second life. Meg, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about yours? For sure. I feel like I only just discovered or was born into, I don't even know mm -hmm. how, what you would call that transition, my second life very recently, very, very recently. Within the past year, I wouldn't even say it's been a year since I've actually started this second life. But a year ago, I discovered fitness, which anybody that has listen to the last few episodes of this podcast, we'll know because we've talked about it a fair amount, just Chantel and I and where our fitness journey started. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was definitely the kickstart of me discovering my second life. Before I had gotten into fitness, I was, as I've said in previous episodes, again, so insecure as a person. And I didn't even realize how insecure I was as a person until being where I am now and being able to look from the outside in. But I was just so consumed and concerned with what the rest of the world thought about me in every way, shape, and form. What they thought about who I was as a person, if they thought I was funny, if they thought I was kind, if they thought that I was attractive, if I was thin enough, I, everything. I was so... It's... Looking back on it, I just think about how could I have been that consumed in myself and caring like so much about myself for vain reasons, not even in the sense that I loved myself and was putting myself as a priority. Mm -hmm. I was just so consumed with me in such a negative way. And it wasn't until I found fitness and moving my body and doing things for it that made it happy and were good for it started really building my self-confidence and I was able to really build a great base of self-love and self-confidence for myself and I really started to learn a lot about myself and my passions and the things that I like to do and the things that I was nervous to do because of judgment I thought that might follow it. And the more I started doing things for myself that I enjoyed, which was moving my body and working out and setting goals, strength goals and setting 
just things that didn't have to do with how I looked and how the rest of the world perceived me, but how I felt about myself. I just continued to grow more confident in who I was and what I wanted from life. And it made me realize that some of the relationships that I had in my life at that time were not allowing me to live the life that I wanted to live. They weren't allowing me to feel as comfortable in my authentic self as I could be. And as time continued to go on, like Chantel said, you don't just start living your second life and then everything is perfect and happiness is in abundance around you everywhere at all times. It is such a process. I am still learning so much about forgiveness and um, what I allow myself to accept and the behavior I allow, I allow myself to accept as well and how I get treated. I'm learning so much and I'm still putting new things into practice. But the kickstart to my second life was discovering fitness and doing things that made me happy and moving my body and fueling it properly. And it really just helped me flourish within this self-love journey that I'm on and really realize that I deserve to be happy and I deserve to find happiness in the little things and not dwell consistently and be stressed every single day. And it's been truly incredible. And so I still amazing. have such a long road ahead of me. But yeah, I think it's a forever journey. It really correct? is. Like you agree with me on that. Like it's something that you need to understand, like we've already said a few times, it doesn't just happen overnight and you're not just all of a sudden the happiest person and the best version of yourself. It takes a lot of work and a lot of practice every single day to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. And Meg, I'd love for you to give an example a little bit of when you're in a having a bad day or like in a negative headspace, how you would have been in your first life compared to how you treat it now. Oh, absolutely. Easily. If I had woken up in my first life, which, like I said, guys, was a year ago. Like, yeah, I, so that, that's really recent. <laughs> very, very recent. I'm 26 now. When I was 25, I was experiencing this. OK, like it wasn't wasn't a long time ago at all. But I would wake up and I'd wake up feeling anxious. And because I woke up feeling that way, it was going to be a bad day. Right. I feel this way. <laughs> Something's going to go wrong. I have to be feeling this way for some sort of reason. And then I wake up and I stub my toe walking out of my room. Okay, yep, today is definitely going to be a bad day. She's like, or you're, and you're just like, not my day, not, not my, my day. day. <laughs> and I would spill my coffee. I would hit a curb on my way to work. All of these things would happen. And I would consistently reassure myself and confirm to myself that what I woke up feeling, which is that I was about to have a bad day, was coming true. I was right. This was happening. And that I deserve that. Like, I deserve to have this bad day for whatever reason it was. I was not on my own team. I was right. always thinking that whatever bad was just, I deserved this. Right. And this is just the absolute worst that it could be. And of course, this is happening to me. When it rains, it pours. Mm -hmm. It's a funny quote when people say that, right? Like, yeah. now. When people say that to me, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, when it rains, it pours. Okay, when it rains, we get freaking rainbows and sunshine, guys. Like, we get flowers will, from rain. Like, I don't know. It will pour if you want it to pour when it's raining. Correct. It only, <laughs> I mean, not realistically with the weather. Come on, we all know that. But it, in life, in life, when will. you say when it rains, it pours, that's because bad energy attracts bad energy. Exactly. Okay, now can you give an example of how you would handle a bad day now? So if I were to wake up now and be feeling anxious, the first thing I would ask myself is, what could be making me feel this way? And I would just lay there and sit with it for a second. And then I would realize, oh, I have a big presentation that I have to make it work today. That's why I'm feeling anxious. Mm -hmm. Totally understandable. Like talking yeah. in front of people is scary, but doing things that make you feel scared makes you better. You know, totally. I'm, I'm one public speech away from feeling comfortable talking in front of a big group of people. Yeah. So we're going to present today and it's going to go great. I've been preparing for this. Of course, I'm feeling nervous. That's so normal. But today is still going to be such a great day. 
And then because I'm waking up with that shifted mindset, there's a big chance I'm not going to stub my toe walking out of the room. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to spill my coffee when I'm getting ready for work. Because, and if I do, because I'm in this mindset where it's okay. And sometimes we have off days. I'm going to laugh it off when I stub my toe or I spill my coffee. And I know That's exactly it. everyone listening to this is going to think that I am lying by saying I'm going to laugh it off. But I still stub my toe and I still spill my coffee. And all I can think is, hmm, I must need to switch something up in my mentality right now because these negative things just continue to happen to me. And it's kind of funny. Like It's so true. It's all about perspective and how you look at it. Mm-hmm. That's honestly what it's all about. It all comes down to that. And it's crazy. And I love those examples, Meg, because it just shows exactly the difference between how you react and how you are between your first and second life. And that's freaking awesome. Good for you. So if there's anybody that's listening to this, I hope that there's a majority of you listening to this that do understand that you have two lives and that maybe are hopefully already living your second life. But if you're somebody that's listening to this and you're wondering, what is my way out of my first life? How do I wake up and start living my second life? We have got some okay. tips for you. A little guide. A little guide <laughs> on how you can be reborn. <laughs> yeah, because it is very overwhelming and it can be something that you look at or you listen to and you're like, I don't even want to try that because that seems like a lot. Mm -hmm. That seems like a lot. But, but everyone yeah. deserves happiness. Everyone, Everyone deserves true happiness and you need to start believing you deserve that as well. True happiness, not temporary happiness. Mm -hmm. We can all get temporary happiness, mm -hmm. but it's We all happiness. can buy a McDonald's meal. Come mm -hmm. on, that gives us happiness for at least seven minutes. I was going to say what <laughs> I, I could crush a Big Mac in 30 seconds, I betcha. <laughs> but anyways, yes, we have a few little tips and tricks that can help you and guide you to unlocking that second life of yours. So one of the first ones is to have gratitude for all the good things you have and to not be picky about it. We talked about this a little bit earlier on, but I think the don't be picky part is so important. That's crucial right there. Because you need to believe that every little small thing around you is a little miracle. Because it is. It really is. Yeah. Even the bad things, guys. And hear me out for one minute. Like... If something bad is going on, not even bad, negative, I guess you could say, if you can like find the gratitude in that and just like take a step back and close your eyes and be like, okay, why? Why is this happening to me? If you realize that the negative things or the challenges in life are a lesson, mm -hmm. and things will start changing for you. Everything's a lesson. Everything. It's all and there's I read something somewhere and it sticks with me all the time. You either win or you learn. Mm -hmm. You do. We don't, we don't accept loss. No, not at all. We don't lose. We learn. Yeah. And then we try again or we try something different or – That's exactly it. Whatever it may be. But like Chantel is saying, every – anything that you're going through is only building you up to be a stronger, more resilient, more brave, courageous version of yourself. Exactly. And there's an opportunity to find gratitude in any – hurdle it is that you're going through right now because it's only building you up to be a better version of yourself once you've passed it. That's exactly it. So that's number one. Number two is to practice kindness and forgive wholeheartedly. This one is one that takes a long time to nail. Yeah, and I don't think you'll ever nail it, to be, to be fair, in my opinion. In my life, anyways. Practice kindness and forgive and forgive are very are very different on, in me, for me because practicing kindness to me is so freaking easy and it's the easiest thing anyone in the whole entire world can do. I totally agree. It's easy to be nice. It's the easiest thing to do and it's the easiest thing that brings joy to everyone around you. Forgiveness, on the other hand, um, this is just for me because there's so many people out there that forgiveness could be so easy for them. And I applaud you. And that's amazing. But like forgiveness is something that I really have to work on every day, especially with certain people, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is definitely something, probably something that takes one of the longest, the longest amount of time to nail. Yeah. For me personally, at least. I'm not out here holding 
deep, heavy grudges and cursing people or anything like that. No, not at all. But to me, forgiveness is wanting nothing but the best for people that have hurt you or done you wrong. And this is not to say I don't want the best for everyone, but it is really a challenge to be able to feel that way towards people that have really hurt you. Absolutely. Especially if people experience this with like best friends or family members. Mm-hmm. That's tricky. Best friends, family members. It can be difficult to feel this way over about an ex-boyfriend or an mm-hmm. ex-husband or an ex-partner, anything. Anything. Forgiveness can be one of the hardest things, but because it feels like we're forgiving the other person. You've done this terrible thing to me and I'm just going to allow it to be okay. It's not like that at all. It's letting go of that negativity to make more room for positive feelings within you. You're forgiving whoever wronged you for yourself to make more room for the good within you as opposed to holding on to this terrible thing that they did to you. What if they're not even holding on to it? You're the one who has to carry around the heavy, icky load of what they the the wrong that they did to you that's fair no when they're not even thinking about it exactly (laughs) so forgive for yourself and it's not easy there are plenty of people that i'm i still need to work on giving forgiveness to me too but the first step is just to try to start working towards it yeah i love that step number three we came up with was take a step back rekindle your passions and do things you enjoy and Meg and I are both big advocates for this because we have really learned over the last few months how to take a step back how to breathe how to sit there and really take in what's happening and again something that's so important is to find something you're passionate about and for us it's fitness for us it's moving our body Moving my body, like, I'm telling you right now, if I'm, I actually experienced this yesterday. (laughs) Thinking out loud right now, I experienced this yesterday. I was kind of grumpy. I was in my kitchen and I just had so much to do. I was feeling really overwhelmed and I didn't go to the gym in the morning for just personal reasons. And I was like, I know I'll get to the gym at some point today. I just didn't know when. And I sat there and I was feeling overwhelmed. I'm like, you know what? I'm going now. It was 4.30 on a Friday. What the heck am I thinking? But I, I didn't even care. I went, I moved my body, and I felt like a million trillion dollars after. Like, honestly, I was a whole different person. Mm-hmm. I was a whole different person. I think this one can be hard to do when you're a mom, for example. I think that this might yeah. be one that's really good for you to speak towards. Because yesterday, you had even said to me on your way to the gym... You'd mm-hmm. send me a voice note. Yeah. You guys all know that Chantel and I yeah. speak all day long over voice notes. <laughs> you don't text. Saying that you were on your way to the gym. Chantel's son had a really hard day yesterday and she's mm-hmm. just an incredible mom. So she wanted to be by his side every second of the day. And she was on her way to the gym and voice noting me, telling me that she felt so bad that she was leaving. But she really just feels like she needs to get a workout in to feel better. And I voice noted her back and I was... I told her, you made sure Lincoln was okay. You know he's happy. You know he's good at home. So it's time to take care of yourself. And like, did you guys just hear that? Like, listen to that. Are you kidding me? Everyone, first of all, needs a Meg in their lives, okay? Because (laughs) I knew I needed to go to the gym and I knew I just needed to move my body. That's all. I only got like 45 to 50 minute workout in. But Some people are probably listening to that like, what? I'm sorry. (laughs) I would be there for four hours if I could. <laughs> Honestly. But I was, I knew I needed to go. But then like half of my body felt like, okay, Chantal, let's go. Let's go do this. Let's go feel good. The other half was like, but what if I go and Lincoln suffers again? Or what if I go and Lincoln needs me? Keeping in mind, he's at home with his dad and his brother and happy as can be. But as a mom, sometimes it's it's really tricky to just like separate that. So, um... Having Meg tell me, like, you took care of him all day. You know he's doing great right now. He's happy. He's okay. Now you have to go take care of yourself. And and I did that. And I came home and not to toot my own horn, but I was the best freaking mom for the whole entire night. And, yeah, it was because I moved my body. 100% it was. 
there ain't a damn thing wrong with tooting your own horn. <laughs> you saying I'm the best mom is going to make you the best mom. You need to believe that. It's true. It's true. But these are all things that you already know. But you just got stuck in a situation that was tricky, tricky and tough. And it's hard to remember that you deserve to take time for you too. That's something if I was in the situation, you would have snapped your fingers and told yeah. me the exact same thing. Yeah. It's just hard when you're there it's yourself. It's so hard when you're there yourself. And that's why actually our next step ties right in with this, which is spend quality time with people you love and start having deep, meaningful conversations with them. And I freaking love this one because it ties right in with like su surround yourself with the right people, you know? And you might think that you're having deep, meaningful conversations all the time, but really deep, meaningful conversations. I mean, like the one that we're having right now. Yeah. Start having these with your circle of people. See where it gets you. It will open up whole other doors with your friendships. You Truly. think you have a best friend? Talk to them about this stuff. See where it leads you guys. Like, I'm not kidding. And another part of this topic too, Meg, I know you agree to this, is like listening. Mm -hmm. Exactly. My mom said something to me the other day. Oh, yeah. I had asked advice on how to deal with somebody going through a hard time. And what she told me was to listen and don't disagree, which sounds obvious. Don't disagree. But we so often listen to people that are going through hard times and we tell them all of the bright sides that they could find that they should be looking at. Or but a lot of people will say, it's okay. Everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. There's... It just hit me like a brick wall when my mom said that to me to stop best. disagreeing. She really is a, a VIP. It's wild. <laughs> it's actually, yeah, yeah. She was born to be a mom. But She's amazing. to listen to people and not, not try and make them feel better, just let them speak. Let them tell you about their problems because do you realize how much of an honor it is for somebody to feel comfortable enough to tell you about the things that are scaring them or hurting them or making them feel sad. Yeah. It's, it takes so much for somebody to feel comfortable saying that. So to squash it with, oh, but at least you have this or, yeah. oh, you could look forward to this or at least maybe that means this is coming. Mm -hmm. To just listen and, and not disagree. Feel, let them feel what they're feeling. Exactly. Allow them to feel valid for those feelings. And another thing that I would suggest to do in a situation like that is to not bring up a situation you've had. Don't make it about yourself. Yeah. So if someone's coming to you and saying to you, like, I'm really struggling with, I don't know, my partner or whatever the case may be. I'm really having a hard time. Please don't sit there and say, oh, well, my partner does the same thing. Oh, I go through the same thing. Blah, blah, blah. I know that sounds like you're relating and it'll make them feel good because they're not alone. But it's actually doing the opposite and making them feel like invalidated almost exactly exactly just give them their moments yeah but have deep conversations about what's important to you and what's important to you in life truly just like what makes you happy find people that you align with on those things and it will open up whole new world of conversation that you can have in relationships Truly. like it will just make your relationships that much deeper mm -hmm. and i think that's so important so on to point number five this is one that we harp on, on every damn day yeah but it is to exercise on a regular basis and hear me out i know that that sounds preachy and move your body and exercise because it's good for you but the amount of happiness that you can unlock within your brain, it is science by moving your body. And guys, again, we really preached this in the first episode, but moving your body doesn't have to mean go do a two-hour workout at the gym. Go for a freaking walk outside. 20 minutes. That's it. That's do yoga. Find the, find the movement you love and I promise you it will change your life. I promise you. The hormones and the chemicals that it releases to your brain. Like I said, it is science. It will make you feel better. It will. And I truly believe 
that you cannot live your happiest life without making exercise a part of your regular routine. I second that 100%. Wholeheartedly, I believe that. Which brings us into point number six, which is meditation and affirmations, another thing that we've talked about previously. This one's really, really great for good days and bad days. You can also find your own rhythm with this as well. Meditating isn't the same for everyone. Yeah, I think a lot of us hear meditation and we think sitting in an empty room on a yoga mat with candles, closing our eyes. You don't have to do that, guys. It doesn't have to be that crazy. I mean, frig, I I love doing that and that sounds so amazing, but it's not for everyone. Mm -mm. That's okay. Meditation can happen when you crawl into bed at night before you fall asleep. Definitely. Um, It can also happen throughout your day. It may not be as like powerful, but you can definitely do it while you're going for a walk. And affirmations are something that we really harped on in episode two, but I truly think that your relationship with yourself should be like any relationship that you have with someone that you love. Mm-hmm. You're constantly reminding those that you love that they're strong and that they are worthy. capable and they're worthy and that they're enough. So remind yourself of these things. You would tell this to anybody in your life that you loved that was going through a rough time. So treat yourself with that same respect. Because you deserve it. Truly. You deserve it so much. and. If, if you're unsure where to start, like we've said again in previous episodes, go date yourself. Take yourself out to lunch by yourself. If you're someone who struggles with being independent on your own, just do it. Just do it. Go to a quiet restaurant. I promise you, you'll feel so damn good. Mm-hmm. Buy yourself flowers if you want. There's so many options and that will walk you right into your second life, honestly. Yeah. And last but not least, we've got written down here that words hurt and you should choose wisely. Mm. So to only speak if what you have to say is better than silence. Yeah, this one does tie into our kindness, practice kindness, but. I think it even goes, it it definitely ties into that, but it goes so much deeper than that. That's what I was just going to say. Like it's on a whole other level. Words are so heavy. Good and bad. Good and bad, truly. Because. But this just goes back to what you were saying about how being kind is the easiest thing that you can do. It takes so much effort to be mean. So much. It is so easy (laughs) to be nice to everybody that you see on the street. And I, even before I discovered my second life, always led my life knowing that I have no idea what anybody on the street is going through. I have no clue if they are doing absolutely everything in their power to hold it together that day. So the least I can do is hold the door for them. Or the least I can do is smile and say thank you that they held the door for me. Exactly. And the least you can do too is like compliment someone. Mm -hmm. Why has that become such an uncomfortable thing for people to do? Uh, I can't even answer it. It's wild to me that like people aren't doing that all the time. I look at my kids, especially my younger son, Logan. He's about to be six. Man, he compliments people all the time. Mm. Like strangers. Like, I really like your hat. I really like your hair. Oh, I really like your nails. Like, why aren't we doing that as adults? Like, why aren't we telling strangers, you have a beautiful smile. What? Why wouldn't we say that to someone? Do you know how good random acts of kindness make you feel? Oh, man. I'm pretty sure there's some good science behind that, too. Absolutely, there is. And that just gives you, like, the biggest boost of confidence for the rest of your day. Truly. And they're so easy to do. Yeah, and it ties into what you were saying, Meg, about, like, you don't know what people are going through. You could have said that to someone who is on, who knows? Who knows? Oh, there's so many options of what people could be going through. And if you just look at them and be like, you have a beautiful smile. It might just be the one thing that kept them going Going. that day. They could have been on the bordering, breaking down into Mm -hmm. tears. And your choice of words is the difference between whether they can keep it together or whether they break down into tears. Exactly. Why would you ever want to be the reason to make somebody feel that way? It is so easy to be kind. It's the easiest thing. It's the easiest thing. And this is so important to remember with 
retail and customer service workers, oh I gosh, think. guys, I could go on about this forever. Oh, my goodness. Just if your cashier is being slow or if your they're server. being rude even, assume that they're having a hard day. Assume yeah. that they need your kindness. It's the least that you could do. What What do you lose out on by being kind to somebody that's not being kind to you? Absolutely nothing. Really nothing at all. No. There's no need to make anyone feel uncomfortable in their own body and there's just no need for it. So I stand pretty confident in that one. So that is seven ways that Meg and I came up with to help you enter into your second life. We hope it has helped you even just a little bit. I know this episode was a little bit more on the deep side, but if anyone has related to it in any way, shape, or form, we have done our job here and we're so happy that you tuned in. We totally get that there could be a lot of questions that come from this. So if you're listening to this and you don't get it or you don't understand or it doesn't make sense, please send us a message. We would love to talk to you about this. Yeah. About anything, really. Even if you're just sitting there being like, I still don't know where to start, just send us a message, please. Our DMs are always open. The easiest way to contact us is through our Instagram at mind to muscle Podcast. And we figured today a great way to close out our episode would be to end with the mantras that we came up with and shared in episode two because affirmations are one of the steps that we shared that will help you discover and enter your second life. So I hope that you hang around with us for a couple more minutes and repeat after us. And we just want to thank you one more time for being here. Thank you guys so much. I am worthy of love. I am worthy of love. I deserve success. I deserve success. I am doing the best I can. I am doing the best I can. It's okay to feel what I need to feel. It's okay to feel what I need to feel. I am strong and I am worthy. I am strong and I am worthy.